<laughs> Should I put that on the hot seat? <laughs> One word to, to describe how my complimenting skills are towards you. <laughs> like, honestly, the word I was going to use was shit. <laughs> Which is consistently shit. <laughs> well below average. <laughs> Less than acceptable. <laughs> Has never called me beautiful. <laughs> May have said cute four times. <laughs> May have said, but I slap your ass. It's the same thing. <laughs> Oh shit. Not even may have said that. May actually have. did say definitely, that. Definitely may have definitely said, "Can I can I cup that that cuff?" <laughs> <laughs> I honestly oh, just want flowers. <laughs> Chocolates and hearts? Yeah. No, I hear you. Same, same. <laughs> Where's mine? <laughs> Hi everyone. I'm the Toronto Zoo on a hot summer day. <laughs> And I have some ethical issues that I'm still working through. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's true. I'm it so conflicted. True. I'm so conflicted. I'm so conflicted. I want to go, bad. but I don't. Man, it's just I'm running through the things of list to the the list the list of the list things, of things, things to, to do in the summer. summer. Yeah, and it, it makes it on the list, but then I forget about my my morals and ethics. yeah. It's like man, I I remember that one time I was uh I was going to the zoo and it was the hot hottest of hot summer days and there was this polar bear on a rock just yeah, looking way just too hot. Just the pale polar bear was too far from home. And you know, people have this idea of Canada being one big iceberg, but it's not in not, Toronto. I know. <laughs> not in Toronto not, in July. No. The block is not. hot. Definitely. The zoo is hot. Definitely. I hope he's uh I hope he's in a cooler place now. Polar <laughs> <laughs> Bay, if you're listening to this, I hope you're in a cooler place, homie. <laughs> Much respects. We're the Social Foyer Podcast and we're dedicated to making your lives a little bit better. Just a little bit, though. Or else it'd be better than ours. And, and today, today, we are taking up the mantle of truly being a, a self-help advice podcast. And, and we want to talk about something that's uh, affected our lives uh, as people who live in Toronto. But also, this is something that's um, a first world problem for a lot of different people, regardless of where yeah, you're living. Definitely. Um, in Toronto, the situation is escalated to <laughs> uh, hectic levels, but... At the same time, it's something that we all face, which is uh, rent control, living housing costs, and just the situation of um, condos and renting in general here in the city. So Mm -hmm. um, recently, the government of Canada released um, rent control guidelines or limitations for the city. Um, They capped it at one and a half in terms of... One and a half percent. percent, Yeah, yeah, which is the rate of of inflation. inflation, And... um, no one who owns a renting a rental unit will be able to charge more than the regular price of inflation. So yeah. if a unit was $1,000 last year, the man can't just automatically be like, $1,500, you know? Yeah. He has to charge and, like, you know, $1,020 And it's for, <laughs> it's for people who live in condos, people who rent houses. Across the board. It is across the across board. Across the board. Across um, the board in Toronto. So yeah, um, we just wanted to we just wanted to talk about that really, really briefly. 
uh, the advantages and the disadvantages of the thing because it's not just the law. The law will help, but it also has a lot of um, pitfalls or some pitfalls that we want to discuss. Mm-hmm. And um, in trying to be objective with how we feel about the the, the guidelines, and I the don't bill. have to be objective. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like fuck that. I don't have to be. Objective. I'm gonna let you know how I really feel. Well, because okay, so we we rent an apartment, mm-hmm. and I love the idea of rent control actually yeah. our building was already under rent control because it was old. it's old it was built before <laughs> 1991 yeah. so anything after it doesn't even feel that old when you're like 91 oh yeah that's around when i was born but then you look back and yeah like, that's a five years that's ago that's a long time ago Jeez. so i mean well it definitely does help immediately yeah. um in terms of you don't have to worry about your rent just going up randomly. randomly. Yeah. Um, because we did hear, let me just pause my little story, and we did hear the two um, stories on the news, and I think this is this is what, from what I gained, like kind of sparked this the whole, whole debate, yeah. the whole rent control yeah. issue. Um, one person in Liberty Village, and I think somewhere else, um, received uh, rent increase notices from their landlords, and it went, it doubled from sixteen hundred to thirty two hundred. What the fuck? I mean, at that point, that's just that's you, gotta, you gotta you leave at leave. that point. You do have to that's leave. A, that's not it. That's not yes. a rent increase. That's an eviction notice. Absolutely. So, what well, it definitely fuck? does. For those, help, sorry, for yeah. those of you who don't know where Liberty Village is, it's like uh, this like super um, uh, trendy like. Uh, pocket i guess pocket of of toronto yeah. where everyone is just like in a condo condo community yeah. <laughs> and they're all dog lovers and um there's like a coffee shop on every corner more more there's one. two coffee shops <laughs> on every corner in liberty village that's how you know it's a community full of hipsters that's why that's why rent is so that's why there. rent is also 3200 dollars a month so yes well it does help um it does give immediate relief and immediate security yeah um and it's hard because I don't think we can divide this conversation um, sh- with strictly positives and then move into the strictly negatives. No. I have to tell you the negative yeah. right now. Is no, that we'll go back and forth. In the future, um, you know, for us, for example, moving into a new unit, um, the rent will be, will start at a higher price now. Yeah. Because landlords are going to compensate for yeah. that. And the law is just, as the tenant lives in the unit right 1.5 percent but once the tenant leaves or once you evict or whatever you can set the the new price price at at whatever whatever you want want. what do you think about that because i'm i'm looking at that and i'm just like okay is it benefit is it is it really that beneficial to to put the cap at 1.5 when someone can just turn around find some half-assed reason to kick the person out of their unit or just make the rules really stringent to make the person want to leave anyways ah. and then you turn around and you're like mm, now i got this man's out yeah. of my apartment i'm gonna turn around and 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 uh double the price of you're my asking, unit you're asking a very good question um this is actually something that has happened over the past few days, it's in, mm. it's recently been in the news. Um, so a few things to answer. Basically, um, to evict anyone is actually very difficult. It's yeah. not easy to evict someone out of um, your unit. Right. Um, so what landlords, a lot of landlords do if they want to increase is they just say, oh, I'm going to move in myself. Because yeah. then you don't need a reason. You just... Yeah, you just you can automatically kick yeah. someone out. So the, with the new legislation, I know, oh, but no, but Jesus. listen, no, but Sorry. listen, with okay. the new legislation, I don't know if this is uh, someone out there might know if it has passed yet, but I know yeah. they were talking about um, having the landlord if if in the future they see that posting on Kijiji right. for a rental that is more, right. you would have to pay the tenant that month of rent. So, Ooh. or for the tenant, if you want to 
evict the tenant to leave yeah for that reason of renting then you owe them one month you cover them one month's rent so this is going to be part so i think they're not just making this legislation without considering those questions you're okay. asking. So that that makes a little bit more sense. Um, I'm not sure if that really fully counterbalances um, the benefit in terms yeah. of just someone being able to charge whatever they want after they kick you out. I think even some people might look at it and be like, well, fuck it. All I got to do is pay an extra month of rent. I got to give back an extra month of rent to someone. That's, that and doesn't really it matter, doesn't matter to me. because my rent, I'm going to put it to and, way and higher gonna, now. The yeah. amount of money. I, that just made me yeah. want to raise the price even more for the next yeah. man who come through because now I'm just going to try and cover the cost right. that I already gave back the, exactly. the first renter. Exactly. So so I think we we're basically what I'm getting from what you're saying is that there's a lot of... Um, not loopholes, but there's a lot of wrinkles in the law. There's a lot of wrinkles in the guidelines that they kind of set out, and there's ways to kind of like, kind of pimp the system or trick the system in a little, in a in a little, few, in a few different ways, mm. um, and in and in some ways that actually might be to the detriment of potential renters and buyers. So, like, what do you think is gonna be the climate moving forward? Do you think any of the changes that they made will help? And also. Um, if not, what is going to be, what is it going to look like? I think, I think for me, from my understanding of it, it's just going to help the people who don't want to move out of their units. I think so too. I think for people who are willing to stay, yeah, it'll benefit. It's, well, yeah. it's great because your rent's not, not going to go up that much. Up, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But for people who, you know, are even now aren't settled in one place and, you know, we're thinking about moving out. We were thinking about moving out. We're we like, were. there's no way because yeah. units that we were looking at last year mm-hmm. are going to be $100, $200 more yep. a year automatically, like right mm-hmm. off the bat. So while I understand like the immediate need to, again, put that bandage over it, um, I don't know that in the long term, like it actually it feels like it's going to be pretty scary yeah. because then you're going to have people and everyone already knows Toronto has a housing crisis. There's just not yeah. enough to go around. Yeah. Um, even for renters too. Even it's for anyone. pretty difficult. Nobody. Like when we were looking at places last year, we were having bidding wars for rentals. Listen, this is how, this is how wild it is in Toronto. A lot of people, I feel, I see, I'd be on Twitter um, all the time and I see uh, people in America being like, oh, New York this, LA that, da da da. I'm sure all those places have hot markets. Yeah. But when you want to see a hot as market, <laughs> when you want to see a market that's just, just, just the block is just hot. Yeah. Come to Toronto because honestly, we were we were in a bidding we were in bidding wars for pre-construction condos that were like still a year out. Like yeah. Pre- like. The one time, the, the, there was uh, a situation where we were looking to make a, a, a bid on a place and it was in a unit that had pre-construction condos and the, the area around it was just completely undeveloped. But because, because they knew that within a year of us moving into that space, it would be more developed. We were getting charged the price of what it would of be. What it would be. Yeah. That's ri- that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That you're literally charging me the rent price per month for accommodations and amenities that I haven't even received yeah. yet. Yeah. Fam. I, it's definitely it's it's very yeah. It's very difficult. I mean, we know we were just we were having a brief conversation before we got on the podcast actually, and we were talking about you know some of our friends paying 
um, eight seventy five just for a bedroom, mm-hmm. for a bedroom mm-hmm. and a even house. In the, even, like, and even if you look in the in the villages around universities, surrounding universities, it's still expensive. You, you share a common yeah. kitchen and a, and, a, and a common living room. All you have is like a two by four kind of room with a bed, and you're already yeah. paying eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, that's why I was saying. I I guess w- one of the best things is, of course, like sharing spaces or being, I guess, in some version couple of a relationship. Up, couple yeah. up. <laughs> couple up. Couple you up. cut your expenses right in half. Like I feel so. Lucky. Every renter to a co-renter, couple up, couple up. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's very true. And and again, I have friends who would prefer to be in a condo, even a one bedroom, but end up having to rent out rooms in people's houses because that's all they can afford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't afford even a one bedroom. Even basement apartments are expensive nowadays. Thousand dollars. Thousand starting. If you're in the if you're like in the suburbs, you pay a thousand for under for a basement. If you're in the city. Don't even act, don't even don't even look for a thousand dollar basement yeah. apartment. So I mean, yeah, overall, definitely good in the short term. I'm gonna say for sure. Um, yeah. Definitely relieves a lot of people of like stress and worry. Yeah. Um, but I just think really, really bad in the it's, long term. It's the word you the word you use was bandage, and I think that that's actually the perfect word yeah. to use because it's just like a temporary fix. Yeah. Um, it's not really like something that will have long term benefit. But it is something that will kind of cool it. And I think that's what the lawmakers are looking for right now. And I want to get into more of what the lawmakers are looking for in terms of maybe a more permanent fix or what could be a, another bandage after this bandage. Yeah. But right now, the hot seat. let me put you on the hot seat. I'm putting, you're putting me, I'm putting you. You can't put me on the hot seat. I put you on the hot seat first. Okay, then you ask the first question. <laughs> All right. First question on the Sosephoria hot seat, um, Amanda versus Patrick edition. <laughs> One chore you would never do again if you could. Uh, folding clothes. Yeah, you hate, folding, hate clothes. folding clothes. You hate folding clothes. It's just clothes. a combination of being really bad at it yeah. and also it's just so tedious. You want me to takes... start folding clothes? Like when we bring it in, you want me to start folding clothes? Do you like folding clothes? I don't mind. I, I I'm, like I'm do... indifferent towards folding clothes. We There's both... a lot more chores that yeah, I hate a lot more. That's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe. Cool. We'll cool. consider. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> off, we'll, we'll, pod, nego- off air. we'll open negotiations. Unless it interests you, then we'll talk about it on air. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know if you want to find out who folds the clothes in Sosa household. All right, go. Um, oh, okay. So this is a, co- a question I've asked before to other guests, but never to you. If okay. your life was recorded from beginning to end, would you watch it? Um, if it was, if it was um, director's Not, edition, no. no. If it was extended cut, no. But if it was highlights, definitely. <laughs> definitely. A lot of people say that. I'm a big fan of my highlights in the life. The highlights, yeah. not the lowlights, though. Um, no, the highlights. I think when the I say highlights, highlights I, I want to know like the full story. Okay, so you gotta cool. you gotta include the lowlights in the highlights, okay, right? That's kind of like a highlight in yeah. itself. Got it. Okay. Question number two from me: Your favorite caffeinated drink? Oh my gosh, coffee! <laughs> oh my god! It's like what's pure, the favorite? What's your specific pure, favorite? Pure coffee. Just pure, <laughs> straight up beans. Pure, just hot water and ass. just a little bit. No, of beans. okay. No, the truth is, just a really bitter coffee. The like, bitterest, the bitterest, just blackest, coffee. just strongest. Yeah, with just with some nasty nice cream. Oh, mm-hmm. that's not like, that's not pure coffee anymore. Cream, you said. You just but change behind, up the whole... But behind the cream. <laughs> behind the cream. Okay. Oh, that's uh, like me. Behind the cream. <laughs> Black behind the cream. <laughs> Go. It's true. Okay, uh, number two. If there was a fire in the barn... Okay, this question is really good, actually. It's, 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 <laughs> Don't push yourself in the fucking hot seat right okay. now. Just ask okay, me just the question. Okay, just cut that out. Just cut that out. <laughs> no, I'm not cutting it out. If there was a fire in the barn, 
Would you save the only set of earphones known to men oh or the Toronto Raptors? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I will see. I'm not a fan of the Toronto Raptors. I said on a podcast, the one we did with Gavin, that I'm actually a fan of the Lakers, but I support the Raptors because I live in the city and I like the vibe and yeah, I love the exactly. fan. I'm a I'm a bigger fan of the Raptors fan base than the actual right, Raptors. Right. So would you care so more about for the, the city sake of the city? <laughs> for the sake of the city, I would save the Raps. Okay. But. I would be very, very... I would expect the Raptors to then, like, figure out some other way for me to listen to music after <laughs> I save them. <laughs> um, all, right. all right, my question... My third question to you. Um, if you could only watch one reality TV series and all the rest of them would be erased, which one would it be? Oh, you already know. The challenge. The challenge? Yeah. Not the duel? Not, sorry, not... Um, the real Not world. real world? No, the challenge. You'd rather watch the challenge yeah, than the real world? Definitely. So would I. I think definitely. that's the better product right there, for definitely. sure. Better okay. entertainment. All right, go. Um, what's your favorite item of clothing that you own? Uh, um, I mean, this isn't a piece of clothing, but my uh, green and orange uh, Rocha runs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you love top. those. I love yeah. those. I've been you rocking them for a minute. Them. Um... And they, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anyone else with them. So cool. Yeah, that makes them more special to me. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, one place you want to visit next year? Uh, China or yeah. Japan. China or, or Japan. China or Japan. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Definitely. We'll we'll do that. We'll put it on the on the to do list for next year. Cool. Go. Uh, what's your favorite dog breed? <laughs> <laughs> None of them really. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had to choose, if you put a gun to my, if you put a, a, a dog, if to I my put head, a puppy to your head, yeah, if you put a puppy to my head, it would be a Doberman. Okay. Yeah, because I like cool. they look stately, and okay. um, Batman used to have Dobermans, or did he have Great Danes? I think he. Had and there great was a Great Dane. Dane. Anyways, I like Dobermans. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't care about <laughs> no, Batman. Random Batman. facts, but whatever. Okay, your last. One. Um, my last question to you. Um, what's the? What do you think the future thing will be that determines whether you're like? old or like up to the times i was thinking about this yesterday i thought it might be coding like learning how to code i think in the future everyone's gonna know how to code oh I what see, do you think like it'll that. be like um, right now it's like whether you know how to use your your iphone and your laptop but what do you think it's going to be in the future it, um whether or not you can use the chip in your brain <laughs> to, to search google <laughs> Whether or not you have the smart glass implant yeah. from Google, the and, Google and, glass and implant. And you know how to use it. And if you know, bro, you don't even know how to use your implant. What are you saying? Like we're all gonna have, so we're all gonna have the implant. That's how it's gonna be. We're yeah. all gonna have the implant. Yeah. Which is whether or not you can. Whether use or not it. you can use it to the full extent. I have to like call my grandkid yeah. over and be like, "Could you reprogram my chip, please, <laughs> son? Could you just? I seem to have pressed the wrong button." Okay. <laughs> my last question: Can I get a dog? Uh, absolutely not. And we're moving on I from the Zosephoria hot seat. I knew it. <laughs> maybe next year. All right. So we were, <laughs> so maybe next year maybe when next I go year. to China and Japan. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we were talking about uh, band-aids and mm-hmm. bandages uh, yes. for what is going on. And I think I think let's, let's talk a little bit more first about what exactly is going on in Toronto, which is... As we mentioned, it's not just the need for rent control. The need for rent control came out of the housing, this housing crisis. Yeah. So is um, it a crisis? Is it a full blown? They're calling it a crisis. They're calling it a crisis. I mean, blog is it like one blog of those? Is calling well, it a crisis. Blogtio said it. It must be true. Yeah, I I trust Blogtio. <laughs> they give me. I, I wouldn't even trust Blogtio to cut my fingernails. <laughs> not even that. Um, no, but it definitely is a housing crisis. Also because banks are saying so. <laughs> well, the banks said it. No, no, no. I'm no. Um, so basically, a shortage shortage of houses, uh, yeah. supposedly. I mean, <laughs> I, I read facts every day that say otherwise and then say there are a shortage. But 
lead to this increase in um, prices for houses, lead to an increase in rent. Um, So basically the rent control came out of, well, if we control the rent and if we don't allow landlords to make tons of money off their property, then maybe those people in the middle who can't really afford their second or third property will start selling them off. They did this in conjunction with um, charging finally imposing that foreign foreign tax yes um yeah can you talk about that a little bit because a lot of people um have a a strong stigma towards foreign companies coming in and buying the houses here and and for example like um you know chinese businessmen who come and and purchase houses that they don't necessarily live in they just have the real estate or whatever, yeah. but you're explaining to me that it's not that simple, that in China the situation is actually even worse and this is one of the few options that they have left. Well, so Could you yeah. talk about that uh, a little so bit? Because I, I, I'm not, I'm not I don't have the whole story. Well, I mean, you can look at it from two ways, I suppose. I mean, for us, it does, it does kind of suck um, because <laughs> we're sure. people that live here and yeah. have grown up here and have been born here. And, you know, when, when a, a foreigner does get to purchase a piece of property before you, um, that's, that's difficult. That's yeah. a difficult pill to swallow. Uh, sure. Um, I was reading a firsthand account. I, I don't remember the user on Reddit, but, um, she was saying that, in China, house prices are just way worse. Well, especially in the closer to the cities. Yeah, like Hong Kong um, area. Just insane. Yeah. So what happens in China, and, and historically we know, is you have a lot of single single children families. Yes. So you have single children families coming together with single children families like yeah. and merging the money together that yes. like just ends up being like an insane amount of money but not enough to buy houses. not enough to buy property in China. Still even. Wow. So they bring their money over here right. and they buy property here yeah. and um, yeah that but some people i mean you have people on both sides of the coins people are like okay great but it's still helping our economy like they're bringing their money they're bringing their right. businesses they're bringing that's their that's my thing it's like I, I i i don't think i've ever had a problem with it i read a i read an article um, in the in the news yesterday that said um, 70% of the houses in new york yeah. In New York City that are $10,000, sorry, worth $10 million or more are uninhabited. No one yeah. lives in them. 70%. Uh, that's, that's and I would well. imagine that yeah. that number in Toronto it's is quite similar, if not the same. There is a I, number, I, I forget, I think it's, it's in between like 17 and 20%, which still that's ends still up being a, a lot a of houses. That's still a fair number, yeah, still a um, fair number. That means 20% of the bridal path is empty. <laughs> no, that's not what it is. I mean, <laughs> no, it's no. empty because like those are just there rich summer people homes. with no, that's their, yeah, I that's know, their summer home. vacation spots. Yeah. Um, Do you think that the taxes that haven't been imposed on um, foreign buyers are going to have anything? Because basically oh, what you're yes, saying is that it's like, it's a $3 million home here, but it's a $5 million home in China. Um, Even if you add 15% on that, does I, it make a difference? And I think the figure is 15%. And uh, I can't I can't remember the exact number. I think it's 15. No? I think it's 15. 15%. Yeah, pretty sure it's 15. Um, and pe- what people, what that person on Reddit has said was that's that's still not even enough to sway buyers. That's what I'm saying. Like if it's because a, there's just, just so a, much money. Yeah, like that's just tax money. And additionally, there's always loopholes through like people can funnel their money through Canadian citizens and whatever the case. So um, on paper, foreign people who own foreign homes, I think it's like less than one, no, less than 10%, less than 10% in the city. Um, So on paper, it's not that much. So it's not even really going to do too much, really. People are saying saying. it's barely going to put a dent in any of the problems. So let me ask you the question that I would hope everyone has having listened to this podcast to this point. What is the real solution? What can we what what can we actually do? 
I don't know. Silence from the crowd. <laughs> I don't think maybe anyone, there's no, no clear I don't cut think anyone answer. Knows. Maybe maybe no one really knows. knows. I think I think um, that word you said that bandage word that bandage word is 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 really is really key and um, I hope that we have we can come back to this uh, topic in the future and uh, have some real have like an actual like, solution. Yeah. Having having we can discuss what solutions the government has actually made yeah. instead of just these bandaged things. I just think, but it's yeah. important to like draw light to these kinds of things, even if we don't have a solution immediately, because. Um, uh, we still deserve to know as Torontonians yeah. or as just people living and, and knowing about your, your communities, your areas um, outside of Toronto. It's still important to know because um, this is the society that we live in. This yeah. is the capitalist society. And if you think that, you know, Canada is this big socialist nation. Yeah, yeah they are. To, we are to a certain extent. But at the same time, we operate in a capitalist framework, yeah. you know, and when you have these prices astronomically driving yeah. up, it's, it's it shows you. I think I think the thing that we can all do individually is of course keep yourself educated um, yes. also you know this hap- this has been happening uh liberty village has been in the news a lot recently um actually a lot of people in that community in our age group are really really active in going to town meetings expressing like their either interest or disinterest in in, yes. develop, in developments in the yes, neighborhood get involved that's Make your super voice important heard. let's Please. just like don't just complain about it attending and not a town be, hall is yeah. free Exactly. And you can ask questions, express your mm-hmm. opinions. Um, I think that that's important. Just stay educated. And I'm going to give you some tools to educate yourselves. Go in. Um, so I get a lot of my information from Toronto subreddit. I know I've mentioned it before, but if you're interested in these types of conversations, people on there are always talking about the housing crisis. And yeah. I put it in quotations. Um, so if you're interested. Because <laughs> we don't know if we have it or not, but it might be a thing. <laughs> and if you're looking for a place to live or just interested in what is being rented where across the city, what prices are like, just to give yourself more of an idea. Um, I'm part of a Facebook group called Buns Home Zone. Mm. And that's not an ad, by the way. For no, Buns it's Home not. Zone. An, it's not an ad. <laughs> I just I, yeah, I, I think it keeps things like relevant for me. Yeah. And it puts a lot of what I'm I, I hear in the news in context. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I just ask you for the information afterwards. Yeah, and you give and me I the do whole this. rundown. Yeah, wonderful <laughs> conversations that we record uh, on a podcast and put out to the public. So those those <laughs> things, that's th- those are the first places I look when yeah. I'm looking for new information. Cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, educate yourself. That's so important. Um, yeah. We 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 kind of skate by reading just the bare minimum of yeah. things without actually taking the time to research. So, and so your communities will listen to you. Yes, so yes. they're there for a reason. They're, Go. They're, you know what? They're looking for people to listen to. Yeah. Not only will they, but they want yeah. you to have yeah. input because yeah. that's what the that that's what they're in, in, in charge for is yeah. to hear your thoughts. Exactly. So if you have a problem with the rent new de- areas or the new development, development area, say something. Yeah. Let people know. Go to a town hall. Definitely. Go to, speak to your city councillor. Find out what ward you live in in Toronto. <laughs> Start there. <laughs> find out what ward you live in and then make some noise. Start there. All right. Um, before we go, yes. daily obsessions. All right. My daily obsession is, um, I know we said last time I don't listen to podcasts. It seems like I'm listening don't. to podcasts. Is this I don't. another podcast? This is daily a podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, because this podcast is super, super um, It's like, like you relevant. found podcasts eight months after you started your own. I know. <laughs> it's like I've suddenly discovered podcasts. They're I know. Great. They're amazing. Um, this podcast is called The Bloody Ballet, and it's run well, by... Well, that's a great name, it's so a great I, name. I can and see why you like they it. They have an even better theme song. It's so great. Oh, really? Yeah, it's so really I'll, I'll good. I'll check it out just for you the You should check it out song. just for that. Um, it's 
run by uh, Ryan McKinnon and his brother Tyler McKinnon, and they're basically like people in the Muay Thai, really well-known people in the um, Muay Thai community, trainers, pad holders. Um, they've pretty much fighters. They've been through it all. Um, very, very good podcast. If you're interested in a, uh, the Toronto fight community and surrounding yeah. area, yeah. Um, definitely take a listen because they've had some really big important people on the podcast yeah. um who are part of the community and not just in muay thai but also mma so wonderful yeah all right i'm checking it out I, i'm curious to hear about that that theme song yeah what's it like is it like rock and roll um, is it... welcome to the bloody ballet <laughs> <laughs> i know it's about it's, to be some turnt shit yeah it starts right, off as like it starts off as slow. like some slow yeah, yeah and then yeah. it just gets really Egg intense bloody, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool um so in keeping with the with the theme of the podcast today talking about the the housing market and how uh, astronomical the prices are um my daily obsession is a is a three-piece sectional couch <laughs> shout, out <laughs> that to we just shout out to leon's they had the, the deal on deck tax free um, the tax free event um and they had the couch on sale too and yeah. it was like this big ass three-piece sectional shit that we just yeah. plopped in the middle of the living room yeah. now it's uh too big but it's great no i'm kidding <laughs> if it's well if, if it's well for us if yeah. it's well but um but um I, it's my first time like uh copping a couch or or yeah. or anything i we've we've bought a desk and a few other smaller appliances um for the apartment but the couch is probably the biggest thing i, I just copped at one at one point next up is a car <laughs> <laughs> just kidding just and, kidding and then a baby and then whoa just kidding Hey, all right. <laughs> Tell the people where they can find us, Amanda, before we go and okay. discuss that further. You can find us on the web at www.sosephoria.com. You can email us at sosephoriapodcast at gmail.com. And you can like us, comment us, Delete. rate us, mm. review to us, mm. and subscribe jeez, to jeez, us jeez, on jeez. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. My ting. <laughs> <laughs> Bugle hole. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>